<laughs> so, hello and welcome to Oh Fuck the Podcast. I'm Charlie from the Bedford and I'm super excited to finally be having a chat with another human being who understands how weird this year is and just exactly what we're going through. Um, I'm thrilled to be talking to Yana Kennedy about all things pregnancy in a pandemic. Yana is a Manchester-based freelancer specialising in the delivery of courses for an NHS trust alongside creative workshops and drama groups for young people and adults, I believe. Wow, she's cool and busy. (laughs) So Yana, you're living with your lovely husband of eight years and uh, in a lovely home with a tropical garden and gorgeous rescue dog and now you're expecting your first child, which sounds so picture perfect. <laughs> I'm living the dream. <laughs> it is really dreamy. Um, but this, we've, you know, we've both agreed that it's important this year, especially because of everything that's going on to support each other and have a little chat in an honest way, in a safe way, because there's no antenatal classes, really. Um, you know, people, women are going to scans on their own, which has been pretty shit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just to be able to talk to someone else that knows what it's kind of been like is really lovely so thank you and thank you how are you how are you coping with it all is it as perfect as it sounds well Well, I mean like I'm surrounded by all sorts of nice things but let's be honest it's been an absolute shocker hasn't it yeah (laughs) (laughs) when you say like oh it's so nice to speak to someone who knows what you're going through like I found out I was pregnant um seven weeks before lockdown so lockdown like hit just as Mm -hmm. I was kind of getting my head around it and everything just came to sort of a crashing end didn't it and I couldn't tell anybody Mm -hmm. so everyone was going oh my god isn't this dreadful and I was like yeah but I've got a double whammy of bizarre because (laughs) I'm pregnant and I can't tell anyone yeah you know so you know like it's just Mm -hmm. it's yeah it's been um been a very strange time how are you yeah, all right. Um, just exactly the same. I found out like, yeah, end of January. So I had a little bit of time to get my head around it, but was only just thinking, this is when I'm going to tell work. This is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to get this promotion first. And I'm going to, and I had it all planned out. And then, yeah, it was coronavirus and that just took over everything. And I had to, everything just was out of my hands all of a sudden. And I felt like I'd lost all of my liberties all at once because I couldn't even have a glass of wine and a fag to calm down and I couldn't really leave the house and um yeah I was living with a housemate at the time as well I wasn't even living with my partner then so we've kind of had to move house as well so yeah it's just been oh my god everything's changed yeah yeah I've moved out the city centre moved to like really quiet part of Salford so like it's gorgeous and lovely and it's exactly what I needed but a house move (laughs) of pregnancy a kind of losing my job what it feels like and then a pandemic as well so it's been yeah fucking mental but yeah that's that's a lot I mean you know like being pregnant in itself is is really bizarre yeah. and dealing with all of those things on top and I think like for me like obviously I'm in a different position where I've lived with Matt for years we've had this house for years we've wanted this baby for years blah 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 but it's been the difference has been losing all work and all social life. Mm-hmm. That's been the real thing that's been the like absolute 
mad bit on top of the madness of being pregnant like you mm. like overnight like one day it was just like don't come into work mm. yeah just overnight like and, and like I, I needed to really like resolve that in my head and be like trying to imagine a future but I mean in a way I'm really grateful I'm pregnant because I've got project baby to think about otherwise yeah. can you imagine like what would I be doing yeah <laughs> well there's there's so many things that I'm like is this pregnancy or is this pandemic yeah like I in the beginning I was like counting down the days to my appointments and every little twinge I'm like what's that and you know every little just feeling and every time I'm sick and all that stuff I'm like overanalyzing and I'm like I don't think I'm that much of a overanalyzing like uptight person but is this because I'm pregnant now or is it because I'm in lockdown and I've got nothing else to think about. Um, oh. Yeah, I guess so. And like, you know, you go to like a midwife appointment and like my list of things that I want to ask. I and mean, I'm sure that's the same for anyone that's pregnant at any time. But I mean, it gets ridiculous. <laughs> like my list of things that I want to ask about. And uh, yeah, it's just super weird being like, would I be thinking about these things if I wasn't in lockdown? How um, much Googling have you done? I've got better. In the beginning, I was really bad. Um, and then my boyfriend got a bit annoyed with it. And do you know what? I had a, I had a massive tech break for like two or three weeks. I meant to only oh, do it for like 24 hours. And then I was like, oh, this is bloody great. And I, was, I woke up just literally the day after not going on Instagram, Facebook, reading the news, just not really going on my I turned my phone off. And oh, God, I felt so good. I literally just yes. felt like a whole different person. Like my lockdown for me is like pre- that break and post that break because I've just completely changed. Um, I, I was crying all the time um, and yeah, Googling stuff all the time and trying to be like super woke about what was going on in the news and stuff. But I just, I realized that it's just a bit too much for me at the moment. Yeah. And, but then having like the guilt as well of like, oh, I don't know everything that I should know and I'm not educating yeah. myself enough on stuff. Um, so yeah, I think having a little tech break every now and again is just the yeah the best thing in the world to do. You, you so have to. I think it's necessary. I was in tears also a lot because I was like, what? I mean, what the fuck are we doing? We're bringing a human into the world, which is really exciting and brilliant. Mm. But the world has gone to absolute shit. Like, what are we actually doing? Yeah. So I was in tears all the time, and Matt was like, no. So I went and had a tech break as well. And now I'm not allowed to have my phone on after eight o'clock. Oh, that's brilliant. I like that. Yeah. It's really good. I mean, when I say not allowed, I've implemented it. It's not like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's not like that. But, but mm. I just, and he is like, it is eight o'clock. I'm like, that's right. Yeah. Okay, fine. And it's been, I've slept better. I was mm. like worrying, going to bed, worrying about everything. Like, and there's, uh, there's little... How do I say it? I think we do have to be careful of how much media we're consuming because we're all, mm -hmm. we are making this human and like, it isn't business as usual. Like it is, the world is really strange at the moment. Mm -hmm. And I think we do need to really look after ourselves so that we, we deserve a nice pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's yeah. It's so important. I think I like that idea about the 8pm cut off. I might oh my God, that because it's I mean, slowly creeping back into my life. Me, but, but whatever, you know, they mm. can, they can leave me a message. But mm. I, I just, I think you've got a, you've got to really look after yourself.
because we are more vulnerable. Like I, I didn't realize how subconsciously more, I don't think this is grammatically correct at all, but how <laughs> I felt more vulnerable. Like, like I was saying to you, I feel more scared, I think, of COVID than some of my friends. Like the reactions mm -hmm. to it are all really different. And I was speaking yeah. to some friends who have had kids and they were like, you're going to feel more scared of it because you're pregnant. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, it take, it's out of your control almost. You are protecting this little thing yeah. and your own health. And like, you know, I, like, I fear Matt getting ill because I rely on him so much, you know, yeah. and he is my current social life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I've, I've, I've turned into a bit of a nightmare with that as well. I've never been that like, um, like I'm really independent and I'm like, oh, God, it's been so difficult for me coming to terms with what a clingy person I've become. You know, he goes out, he's been going out cycling and I'm literally like a nervous wreck sat by the window, like, you know, it's raining, how, how irresponsible, he could slip and die. And then he like, he went out for like the first time in five months through the day. And I literally, he's ordered an Uber to like go and have a drink in a garden with a friend or something. And bless him, he's not seen anyone in five months apart from me. And I was sobbing and he's seen me through the, <laughs> through the window, come running back into the house. I'm not going, I won't go. I was like, oh, fucking hell, no, you've got to go because as you're going to leave me, you need to go because yeah. otherwise this is, our relationship's going to be shit. So, you know, when he went and he was you know, not gone very long and he wore a mask and came in and like had a shower and sanitized him down. But yeah, it's just that, that worry when someone leaves the house when you're not used to it. It's just really I recognize that a hundred percent and this brilliant book I've been reading talks about how much more cautious you get in your pregnancy mm. and like it's evolutionarily designed to keep us and the baby safe so that we can keep procreating mm. and we are like in a time where there is actual danger out there yeah so, like it makes sense but I'm the same like Matt, Matt's a composer and he goes out at night listening to some music so he can like process it and mm. I'm always like be safe <laughs> like he's gonna walk into danger be safe <laughs> like, like it's gonna help and he's like I will be safe and then I'm like can you tell me when you're back like I'm not waiting up but could you just tell me like I'm not like that at all I'm always like see you later I'm off out bye see you in like yeah. three days you know and uh I mean, Matt's a composer, so nothing's changed for Matt. Matt just sits in a dark studio with a pandemic or not. Like, nothing's changed. And uh, mm. I, everything's changed for me. So we've agreed to meet for lunches. So we meet at one o'clock for lunch. And it's mm. made all the difference to me, Charlie, because it means mm. I actually see someone in the day. But normally I'd be keeping myself busy doing whatever. But I have surprised myself at how much I need his company at the moment. Yeah. So is it so he goes out to work and then but you meet out for lunch? So that No, he doesn't go anywhere. He just sits in his room. Oh right, but you just meet for lunch in the house. I love yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> he's a composer, so he's in his studio and he could just work all day and normally mm -hmm. he would just work all day and like we'd ignore each other and then meet in the evening. But mm -hmm. I've been like, I'm feeling very lonely and I don't see anybody. So please can we meet for lunch? So we've agreed. So we have one o'clock lunch dates. 
Oh, I love that. That's nice and, and reasonable as well. It's, um, it's well, a reasonable Well, I think it's request. reasonable. And I was like, I am pregnant. It is the apocalypse. I think you can meet me for lunch. Yeah. You know, like, I know you'd like to be in the studio making music endlessly, but you've got a you've got to help me out here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ordering a session. A, I want everything to be clean and I cannot stand hair. I'm a bit better now, mm. but I thought I was going to lose my mind about hair. Ugh. Hair yeah. in your food, hair on the floor. I'm hairy, Matt's hairy. We've got a dog, <laughs> but I could barely live in my own house at one point. Yeah. I was like in tears at three in the morning. Matt had to clean the bathroom for me. So I'm with you on the cleaning tip. Yeah. And I've ordered loads of stuff for the baby. Well, also we've been given loads of stuff, but like anything mm. I can think of that I'm allowed to order for the baby. And I've been doing masses of research into buggies and anything I can think of to fucking research. It's like, <laughs> but this is project baby, right? Like normally mm. you and I would be seeing mates, doing things, going mm. to yoga classes, swimming, getting on a tram, going to a shop. Yeah. We're not doing any of that. So yeah. all we've got to think about is Project Baby, which yeah. is great, but it can get a bit obsessive. Yeah. Do you, what have you asked about for advice? Like, what's been your sort of main question so far? Um. So, I mean, in the beginning, it was kind of all coronavirus stuff. It was all, you know, are you confident living in the house? You know, how do you yeah. feel about... I really struggled with going to um, the scans on my own, the first mm -hmm. one was really horrible you know I was I don't know about you but the first 12 week scan I was convinced I'd made it up so I was like they're going to tell me there's nothing there and I'm going to be on my own and I'm going to have to come out and call Leon and tell him I've lied <laughs> yes no I know it was I mean they've told me there's a baby but I don't really think there will be a baby <laughs> and then having to go in without Matt I burst mm. into tears yeah. came back out of the hospital he calmed me down went back in got in a zen bubble but then everything took so long mm. that I was I was disappeared in this hospital for three and a half hours yeah and I couldn't get any reception there's so no Matt signal like, anywhere yeah nothing I was like against windows like desperately mm. trying to get reception and Matt, when I came out, had thought something terrible had happened. Oh. And I kept like, everything's fine, sorry it's been hours. And Matt was outside, like, sat on the grass on a boiling hot day, like, sweltering. Yeah. Thinking something was wrong with me and the baby. I mean, what a shit experience for everybody. Oh, you know? yeah, it was shit. And I, I, I was looking around the, like, waiting area and everyone looked, all the other mums looked really composed and, like, whatever. And I was like like sobbing in the corner and you know and no one wants to ask if you're all right because they're scared that you've got a virus yes no so, one can hug you <laughs> yeah and bless that the woman that did my my first scan you know she was like I really want to give you a hug I'm sorry and I was like wailing and she could hardly even do it because I was just I was oh it was uncontrollable oh, I mean I think it must have been like an emotion it's, it's just all of it's emotional isn't it yeah. I've calmed down a bit now like when I went to the most recent one I was like whatever but uh, yeah, that, that yeah. first one was so tricky to go to alone. So yeah, and again, I was in for like hours. So he was, you know, going so worried. And bless him, he was like, I kept saying like, I'm really sorry that you can't come to this. I'm really sorry that you're missing this. And it felt really shit for him. And he was so lovely about it. And like, no, it's fine, don't worry, it's fine. And then I think I heard him having a little cry in the bathroom. Oh, 
Aww. and I was like oh okay you know I wanted him to tell me that he was upset but he's just not he's he's a bit more you know private like that and he just kind of said you know we can't both go to shit because you're crying all the time and if I start crying as well then it's just going to be a big soggy mess so Starving. you cry and yeah so he's like been doing his little I, I don't think he still is but yeah I think around then he was doing little bathroom cries <laughs> um but you know we've, we've got we've got through it and we're near hopefully near the end of the COVID yeah. side of weirdness but then I'm trying to be positive at the moment and thinking you know it's we're getting to the end of it now and it's getting back to normal and stuff so yeah hopefully there's not too many occasions that our partners are gonna have to miss out on and families and stuff because I feel so bad for those people that have had babies in lockdown and none of their family have been able to meet them yeah for months I can't even imagine so in that way I feel like we're quite lucky to have been at the stage of pregnancy that we have yeah I agree you know in a way the timing it's shit for everybody but the timing for us you know hopefully things will have changed I'm a bit scared of this second wave thing. Mm. We, um, I have a friend, I have always wanted a home birth. Always, always. Like mm -hmm. it's always felt important to me that I've been in my own space and like continuity of care is a big one for me. Like the idea mm -hmm. of making quick, really important decisions surrounded by people you've never met before is like my fucking nightmare. Mm -hmm. Um, so we were like, and a friend of mine had had a home birth and I'd met this like independent midwife at a party because I was talking about doulas, mm -hmm. which is maybe something that you, you could think about because doulas can really support you. They're not mm. a midwife, but they, and there's lots of information that friends have sent me recently of doulas doing like free online chats for mums mm. to be. You can ask lots of questions. You can really get that support because if you're not seeing a midwife a lot that can mm. be another really comforting thing but we've got a um, an independent midwife and now mm. it's been COVID because we booked her before it really all kicked off I mm. feel really grateful for her I mean she comes to our house like fully masked up I don't really know mm. what she looks like mm -hmm. but we're very lucky that we're in a position to do that but you never know I mean I might have to end up in hospital but mm. if I do, I hope that I feel I'm doing like, like, I think I sent you a thing that I'm doing hypnobirthing just mm -hmm. so I can get in a nice space. And my midwife was like, you know, we can be on the phone to each other. Mm -hmm. But the idea of giving birth without my partner just feels mm -hmm. really traumatic. Yeah, just awful. Yeah, when I heard that that was happening... I don't know how much it was happening and stuff. Like a friend of mine had a baby two months ago and she had her partner there, but he had to leave as soon as the baby was born. Yeah. So he was allowed there for the birth, but then I think he had 30 minutes and then he had to go. Um, Here's which, your baby, bye. Yeah, and it, it, yeah, it just sounds really traumatic. Um, so I just, God, like it literally breaks my heart for anyone that had to do that alone. I kind of feel like I just, I, I, I couldn't. I mean, I know that some people do, but I just, I don't know how I would get through that alone. I think with everything going on, it's really important to feel as informed about your birth, about your birth choices as possible. Mm -hmm. So that's why I recommended that book Bump to you, because mm -hmm. it talks about like all of your choices and 
it gets really into it and things that we wouldn't know because we haven't yet had a baby but like if somebody's like do you want a sweep what does that mean and mm. do you legally have to have one and how yeah. much intervention do you have to have and you know all of those things and and I think it feels quite full-on but I feel like the more informed you are whatever happens you can you're then in a good position to be able to maybe make some decisions for yourself if you mm -hmm. have to be on your own because you will be able to do it like our bodies mm -hmm. are made to give birth you just yeah. have to get yourself in a place where you're like I feel really confident in my body you know I feel good and able to do it and that's one of the reasons I'm doing hypnobirthing god as I'm telling you I'm realizing I'm like doing absolutely everything but mm. hypnobirthing like Sophie said can really get you in a place where you are really ready to give birth really confidently I think mm -hmm. yeah yeah I, I'm gonna look into it um yeah, it's just one of those things that I just I just don't have a clue about. And I think maybe I've buried my head in the sand a little bit for the last few months and I've just kind of been getting through each day <laughs> rather than thinking but about okay but now I'm too. getting into my that's... third trimester. I'm like, shit, I do yeah. need to start thinking about this now. It's knowing who the fuck you tell about this stuff or ask about it, I found really difficult. Um, and I'm not sure if that's just because of the lockdown situation or it's because I moved house right in the middle. Um but yeah, it's something definitely for... It's all of it, I think. I think one thing I would say is don't beat yourself up about it. Like, you are where you are with it, and that's okay. But I would also say that you seem like someone who will probably actually do quite well if she knows what's going on. But you're yeah. like me. It's quite easy to bury your head in the sand when you initially don't know. So yeah. I totally <laughs> recognise that. I do. Like, but, so this is the brilliant book that I mean, I haven't written it, I'm not advertising it, but it's <laughs> and yeah. it just talks about like your rights and your whatevers, and if you mm -hmm. have to have this, and what it looks like, and all like crazy birth positions and fannies, mm -hmm. and you know, mm -hmm. all sorts of things. And, and I think just like having a clue of what you might expect, yeah, it's really empowering, yeah, yeah. Have you thought about water births or is that not never been yes. on the agenda? Yeah. Yes. So I was like, oh, it feels like a bit of a faff. And then my, my friend who had a water birth at home was like, it is lush. Mm. And another friend, oh, Sophie was like, water births are amazing. And then I've read this brilliant book called The Positive Birth Book, yeah, which I've read all the way through. It's really good, isn't it? Oh my that. God. I mean, she's quite annoying, but the stories <laughs> are quite gorgeous and, you know, yeah. flatting out babies. Um, a lot of them talk about water births and how actually getting in it can make you feel quite cocooned and you can yeah. just focus on birthing. Yeah. And the other thing that I thought was interesting is that you hardly need to push. Like your body's doing it all mm. and you can just sort of, like breathe through it and let it happen and it doesn't have to be really painful there's the idea on telly isn't there that like you lie back on your back in a hospital scream mm. there's everybody telling you to push and then this baby arrives yeah yeah i don't think it has to look like that yeah it was only really recently like scarily recently that i realized that you know if someone says oh i was in labor for 17 hours i thought that it was 17 hours of pushing 
yeah so I was like oh, fuck how does <laughs> how does anyone do that but I've found out recently that it's, <laughs> it's not all bullshit <laughs> oh no, god I sound so underprepared nobody fucking talks about this stuff like you know I didn't realize that you might sh you probably will shit yourself mm. when you're giving birth like mm. I feel like it was only probably five years ago that I was told that actually giving birth on all fours or standing up and letting gravity help is better than lying on your back and you yeah. know where lying on your back has come from some like french king in the whatever 17th century who liked seeing women's vaginas as they gave birth and that mm. became a really then popular thing and now it's wildly medicalized oh really is that yeah, where it comes man, from what the fuck like, it's help with gravity is it like you need to be like Squatting like you're gonna have a poo over a hole and yeah. that will help push it out. I think you need to get like animalistic and like mm. low moaning and yeah, definitely. I'm quite about it, there is a little bit of excitement there, isn't there? Like a little bit of like, oh come on. <laughs> like we can do it. Like we're yeah. we're women who can do this. You know, mm. I really believe we can do it. I also love medical intervention if it's necessary. I want to say I'm not a like absolute like you've got to have a birth in a river on your own surrounded by bears, otherwise it isn't legit. Like <laughs> love a bit of medical care. Yeah, I just get scared that if I am like, please please give me something, I'd be somewhere where they don't have it available. Do you know what I mean? That decision would be made for me because it's not possible. Oh. This needs to go in your birth plan that you yeah. need to start thinking about. And you need to be like, even if I don't necessarily want it, the the calmness of knowing there is pain medication can be massive, right? That's like the yeah. placebo. Like, mm -hmm. so I was like, they offered me, my midwife is like, do you want gas and air ordered? And I was like, well, I've heard funny things about gas and air and like, you can feel really trippy, which in the rest of my life is great, but I don't know if I want to be tripping balls whilst giving birth. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, it can go either way, but it doesn't last very long. And some mm -hmm. people really love it. Mm. So you, if you have it available, at least, you know, you've got it. And also it's this idea of pain, like, we don't know what birth feels like, but it isn't like a breaking of an arm or a painful sunburn or mm -hmm. I think it's like deep and I don't think it has to be painful. And this is the other thing about feeling a bit in control of it, right? And breathing mm -hmm. through it. It's like change the word pain to, I don't know, something wank, like power or something like, okay, mm -hmm. this is just power going through me. Because I don't think I've got a very high pain threshold, mm -hmm. um, which is why I kind of want to think about, you know, how I could get through it without too much mm -hmm. pain medication. The water birth helps with pain as well, apparently. I just can imagine, you know, it's when you're in a pool or a bath or whatever, it helps with pain okay. or aches and stuff yeah. like that. So. I do really like the idea. I don't know why. I think my boyfriend really doesn't like it. And I think because he said that from day one, it kind of was, he's absolutely open to whatever I want to do. But I think because at first he's like criticised it, I think it's kind of implanted in me a little bit that, yeah. oh yeah, it's a bit daft, isn't it? Yeah. So I, I, it's put me off. But actually I think maybe I need to say it's something that I want to do and it's not, it's not really about you. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and to a point, it, it isn't and like 
I was like, oh, water birth, like hippies. But actually, I think I've been convinced. And also, mm. you know, it's quite a good thing for like, Matt can be setting that up. It gives Matt something to do. You know, Leon mm. might benefit from looking at a website called Birthing for Blokes. Mm-hmm. And it's run by an ex-male midwife called Mark Harris. And right. Matt's just signed up for the online course. And it's, I think it's like 30 quid for mm-hmm. the online course. And it talk, it's lots of videos, so it isn't lots of reading. Mm-hmm. And he talks about like the partner, what the partner might do, how the partner might support you in pregnancy. Like mm-hmm. how do you feel about sex? How do you feel about massage? How do you feel about crazy hormones? How do you feel mm-hmm. about your partner being in tears? All yeah. of these things. And it is aimed at male partners. And I just, I felt like Matt needed like a bit of his own thing, you know, where he can learn stuff himself a bit rather yeah. than us telling them things. And, mm. and Mark Harris is a male midwife, so he's a pretty good font of knowledge. And I think yeah. you can tell him if you need to, but Leon might appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think he will. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's been good. He's been reading, he's got a, a book for new dads or whatever, and he's been reading that. And he's actually told me some stuff. I can't remember what it was that I said the other day. And he's like, don't be daft. That's not till your third trimester. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? I was like, what do you know that I don't? And he was like, oh, I know all sorts. And he's been, you know, he, he, he is great. But I think he didn't realise that when he made a throwaway comment in the beginning, it's actually really resonated with me. It made me think, oh, yeah, I don't want to shit myself in a pool. <laughs> I think he said you're to- gonna shit yourself in the pool. You're gonna <laughs> shit yourself. Just, just get over that. You could piss yourself, shit yourself, puke all down yourself. You won't even notice. Honestly, yeah. you're gonna be so in it. But I think tell yourself you're gonna shit yourself. Yeah, yeah, I have come to terms with that. And he said that he'll wait two weeks until he brings it up. <laughs> it was like two weeks after you've had the baby. I'm gonna be like, do you remember when you shit yourself? <laughs> I mean, he's like, I promise I'll give you the two. He'll be like, no. (laughs) (laughs) The other weird hippie thing that I'm going to do. Yeah, absolutely. What? I'm going to get my placenta made into a smoothie. Are you going there? Are you doing it? Oh, my goodness. I can go in there. And I'll tell you why. If you bleed, it helps you sort out your bleeding, helps bring your milk in well, helps sort Mm. your hormones out. So you have part of it is a smoothie with an apple and a banana, apparently. Mm-hmm. And then you have part of it made into capsules that you take for the first six months that sorts out your hormones. Mm-hmm. Then, and this is the mad bit, I'm going to get part of it made into a tincture. She was like, I use vodka. I was like, that's great for me. And <laughs> you can have that as a rescue remedy for your kid when they're older. Or you have it when you're going through the menopause and it fucking sorts you out in the menopause. What? So you can preserve it for I that know. Yeah, because it's in That's a tincture. It's in 100% vodka. So it lasts forever. Oh, my God. I love that it's in vodka. <laughs> I know. She was like, is oh vodka okay? And I was like, vodka's great, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Double. Um, I, I, I've just never looked into it. It's always just seemed so out there, no, out really. There. Yeah. Did someone say to you you should do this or is it something you've stumbled across and thought, actually, yeah, that sounds a bit of me? My friend did it. My friend who's exactly a year ahead of me uh, Mm -hmm. had a home birth, had a private midwife 
and did this with her placenta and then you start reading about it and you're like why isn't it like almost standard like it puts mm. loads of nutrients back in that you lose mm. it really helps sort you out it's like your body's own way of looking after you after mm -hmm. a birth yeah it, uh, and I was like oh my god I don't know if I can go there but but I'm gonna go there yeah well fuck it it's not gonna it's not gonna hurt you is it it's not gonna no. do any harm I feel like the only thing that's possible is good stuff it's yes. not gonna be bad stuff it's when uh, you hear though all the good stuff you're like like why aren't we all doing this mm. why isn't this just a standard thing of like you give birth then you give birth to the placenta which is mad why doesn't somebody just always whiz it up into a smoothie for you do you have to pay for it surely not yes and this is the other fucking thing is with birth. Like, you have to pay for all of this shit like i've mm. had to pay for my midwife i've paid for my hypnobirthing i've paid for my placenta stuff like mm. i'm lucky i can do it you know this is what mm. we're spending our money on but this is birth inequality in the uk totally yeah like this whole fucking lockdown easing thing. Have you seen the stuff about how it's all stuff that benefits men that's open first? Yeah. So yeah. you could go to the barbers, but not to uh, hairdressers. You can have your beard trimmed, but not uh, an upper lip wax. It's, yeah. you know, fucking nuts. At first it was actually Leon that pointed it out to me and was like, have you noticed that I can go and do a lot more stuff than you can? And I was like, no, not really. And he was the one that noticed it. And he was like, oh, I'm really uncomfortable with this. He was like, it's, I can go to the pub. He was like, surely that's like yeah. a, a male dominated thing. You know, horse yeah. racing Who's started at age. Yeah, horse that's racing started. Yeah. <laughs> my mate Joel said the other day, it was really funny. It was actually, I was talking about my stretch marks coming in on my back. Because I was like, I've been oiling my tummy twice a day. Like, oh, I'm on top of this. I'm going to you know, you're not even going to be able to tell. And then I caught my reflection. I realised that they're all on my back and I've not been doing my back. So I was like, shit. And he was like, oh, I agree. He was like, I don't understand why we're sending people into space when we don't have our ducks in a row down here. You know, we could be solving stretch marks, but instead we're sending people into space to see what's going on up there. <laughs> I was like, this is so true like the world that we've got now is so fucked and we're sending people into space it's like let's get shit sorted here <laughs> yeah rather than like oh fuck it we'll just go to mars this is a fucking disaster like we'll just leave this here it's like wait wait no what like can we no, wait mm. stop what are you doing right i'm gonna oil my back that is so good to know i've been yeah. like on the side thighs everything back, yeah yeah back. I can't believe it. I, I was so pissed off. And I was like to my boyfriend, like, why haven't you told me that this is going on behind me? And he was just like, oh, they're quite cute. I was like, fucking cute. Like, <laughs> but just because I just felt like I was really on top of it. I've been spending a small fortune on bloody bio oil. And like, oh, yeah. You know, twice a day, like, oh, I've got this under control. It's and boobs. Me. Yeah, and boobs. I like cocoa butter for boobs. Um, that's nice. Yeah, but I've got, my nipples are like pepper armies, so that's not nice. Are they? Yeah. What, are they changing loads? Yeah, loads. And sometimes when I'm just like sat relaxing, they get so hard that it's painful. Not in like a sexy way. way. No, just in a like ouchy way. Yeah. And like the fabric of, if I don't have a bra on, the fabric of my t-shirt's like, ah, um, 
Wow, so much to look forward to. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I knew that nipples would change a bit, but sometimes I'm like, fucking look at this. This is freaky. <laughs> like, this is some weird shit going on. What was weird? Oh, I woke up the other morning, lay on my back, which I know you're not allowed to do. But mm. I looked down and one side of my tummy was much bigger than the other. And I think she tucked herself under my placenta. Oh, so my it God. was like this dip. Mm. And I got up and was like, ah, you've got to look at this. And by the time I'd done it, she'd moved. But yeah. it was so... So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that, well, I, I paid to go to, um, for us to have a private scan. I felt a bit guilty about it, to be honest. I felt like I was cheating on the NHS, but I, um, yeah, I went to get a private scan because I wanted us to find out what we were having at the same time. And because that first scan had been like so traumatic and stuff, yeah. I just thought, I, I found a place that was still doing it. And they, they did it as a well-being scan. You couldn't say I'm going to find out what the gender is so yes. you know and obviously you are going for the well-being mostly um yeah but it just meant that we could find out together what we were having and he could hear the heartbeat and stuff like that and it was the best money I've ever spent to be honest I don't regret it at all it was like so like special for us are we gonna pay for a private scan because we mm. want a like 3d one of her yeah yeah you should um go to I went to window to the womb and that's even, what my midwife said okay yeah I mean, were they great they were brilliant they were so lovely they gave me loads of time because obviously they couldn't see everything and stuff you meant to only get five minutes and I was in there for about half an hour um and they oh, were just right. so nice and we went as well like when lockdown was still pretty tight and I felt a bit naughty that we were even there and a bit like I didn't really want to tell anyone in case people judged us for going when you know you shouldn't really believe in the house and stuff so um but they made yeah. us just feel so relaxed and really like it's fine that you're doing this like it's understandable and like my mental health was in such a bad place then as well that I was so anxious and crying all the time and stuff but it just made me feel so much better so I'm a bit guilt-free about it now they just they were yeah amazing I'd recommend them oh god I think you did totally the right thing it's not like you went out to like pub on super saturday like you went <laughs> to check your baby all right with your partner when your mental health was wobbly you know I, I think mm. I'm a hundred percent behind you with that one yeah it was just a bit of a weird one because you just people have been very everyone's got these really strong opinions at the moment, which in a way is, you know, good and people are talking about things that they really care about, but it makes you a little bit on edge about your decisions because yeah. you're like, is everyone going to think I'm, you know, taking unnecessary risks? No, so. Yeah. 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 But I'm just hoping I'm like, Oh, there's so many, so many weird symptoms that I've got that I'm like, I hope this isn't a thing that I've got for life. What have you got? Tell me what you've got. Oh my God, I emailed you about the restless leg syndrome. Yes. Which is the most bananas thing. So it, I first got it, it wasn't in my legs, it was in my arm. And I was just like holding my phone and I was like, I can't hold my phone anymore. And it like fell out of my hand and I was like, what is going on? And I was like, am I having a stroke? Like, this is like crazy. Like I couldn't feel my arm. It was like, complete, like kind of when you've slept on it, but I was like just awake in the middle of me using it. And I just couldn't do anything with my arm. Um, Googled it straight away and it was like, oh, it's very common in pregnancy. It was like, oh my God, the amount of things that are common in pregnancy. But the worst thing about this restless leg syndrome is that you feel like you've got spiders crawling up your legs. And I've got a really spidery house. So like, I'm already like kind of 
dusting away spiders every day. There's like spindly spiders. And then I also feel like they're on me. And occasionally they are actually on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So oh I was like, God. Like doing a Hitchcock film. It's awful. And like Leon's just not scared of spiders at all. He's one of those people who'll pick it up and let it run up his arm and take it outside. Whereas I've, and it's getting, my fear of them is getting worse because the other day I was sat on the sofa and one ran across the arm and I was like, well, that that's not in my head. But then I also feel like they're on me. Oh my God, it is fucking with my head. I swear to God, it's very, it's, spiders have become like a really big part of my pregnancy. Hair has become a big part for me. Maybe we have to have this like fixation of something to like yeah. be scared of. It's awful. I, like at every at every moment of the day, I'm always aware of like where there might be a spider. I'm aware that where there might be a hair. Oh my god! Oh, Who are we? I know. I just feel like there's always one nearby. Yes, there's always a hair nearby. Like I have to like. Before I drink my tea, I have to like look in it. Okay, there's no hair there. And like before I eat a meal, I'm like, okay, there's no hair in it. I, like, I'm obsessed. Yeah. Obsessed. Oh, that, yeah, that sounds so quite magnesium is good for restless legs. Yeah, I've also been having loads of bananas and I think that that's helped a little bit. Good. Um, yeah, but magnesium, I need to, I've just been having the, the standard like pregnancy bit of vitamins, but I'm going to look into what other little stuff I can get because, yeah, and I've got, I think I'm getting sciatica as well. So I've got this like shooting pain that goes from my back into my bum Ooh. and I literally can't walk when that comes on. Um, and That's really it's... common and have a look at like yoga for pregnancy sciatica. Mm. Yeah, and, yeah, and then you've got to actually do it. I get up at like seven in the morning, and Leon doesn't get up until after lunch. So I've got all this lovely time to myself that I could be doing these things, and instead I just clean. <laughs> I'm the same. I'm the honestly, I'm like, right, because I imagined I'd be like going to yoga classes, going swimming, like all of this. We've got the dog, and even like I can barely be bothered to like take her for a walk. I'm a bit breathless too. And I just, I don't feel the self-motivation I thought I'd feel to get my arse in gear, basically. I'm yeah. quite happy sitting on a couch. And I'm the same as you, like, really active in my work life. Like, I know it's emotionally good for me. I tell you what I've loved is kitchen dancing. You put on Spotify some yeah. tunes that you love. I've been, like, working it out to drum and bass. That's been brilliant. I like that, yeah. We've got a couple of, like, me and my friends got a couple of, like, lockdown playlists some um, warblers on there to have a bit of a sing and a cry. <laughs> That's something to do. more like get you moving, but if you need to cry it out, babes, cry it out, you know. Well, I'm quite a physical crier. I really get into it, so. <laughs> Interpreting crying, amazing. I keep yeah. making Matt watch me dance. I'm like, Matt, watch this. <laughs> I'm throwing some pretty impressive shapes. <laughs> Amazing, I love it. And I saw the midwife the other day and she was like, oh, if you continue to have a low risk pregnancy like you have so far. And I was thinking, is this low risk? Because I feel like shit. Like I was like, I thought that you were going to say what a horrible time I was having. And she was like, no, you're fine. Oh God, I was really embarrassed actually because I like said I'd like been preparing all my ailments for her so that I know all the shit that I was feeling. And she was just like, mm -hmm, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, and I also think I've got an ingrown toenail. Which is, and she was like, okay. 
Stop it. Yeah, so I just... put my finger in a door. Is that a pregnancy symptom? I yeah. love you and your ingrown toenail. That is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> she was trying to get me out the door she had a, a massive waiting room and I was like you know I've also got this ingrown toenail I don't know if you know anything about that she was like okay she's like make an appointment with the chiropodist I think it is yeah and get out of my clinic <laughs> <laughs> but I was just so convinced that this is all pregnancy stuff and I need to you know this is these ailments that are because of this baby <laughs> so yeah I need to give it a rest I've dwelling so much on these tiny little things. The other day I was like going to, Leon was on the phone to his mum and I was like tapping him and he was like, just like swatting me away. But I had this really painful spot under my boob and I was going like, you know, like have a look, have a look, <laughs> have a look at this. And he was like kind of looking and I, I needed him to help me because I was like, this spot's really painful. And then he literally snapped at me and he went, it's a tiny little spot. And oh my God, I was furious. I was like, a tiny fucking spot, is it? I was like, you, try, dare you. I was like, How, you try growing a person and then having a tiny spot as well. I was like, it's not just the spot. There's also a person <laughs> being grown. And he was like, oh shit, shit, shit. What have I done? Shit, yeah, okay, go on. Let me have a look. Do you want me to squeeze it? I was like, yes, I fucking do. <laughs> Get off the phone to your mum while I need you, actually. Back on me, babes. Focus. Yeah. I know. Terrible. Um, so, have you thought about any oh fuck moments that you've had during your pregnancy? So, I think my main oh fuck moment was oh fuck, I'm pregnant. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. That was that's where I kind of got the idea from that I wanted to do one that was about these oh fuck moments because the first one was yeah oh fuck, I'm pregnant. <laughs> I mean, we, we were trying, we'd been trying, we really wanted it. It wasn't mm. a surprise, but it's still like, oh, fuck, it's happened. Because I'm mm. obviously in my life, you're pregnant, you're not pregnant for longer than you're pregnant. Do you know what I mean? So you're more yeah. used to not being pregnant. So when you yeah. finally get pregnant, you're like, fuck. Like, and I still am announcing it to him. I'm like, good morning, Matt, I'm pregnant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have those moments in the day when I'm like, oh, fuck, isn't it crazy that, that there's a baby? <laughs> there's fucking human inside you. That, like, it's insane. I keep reading, like, what it's doing each week, you know, and I'm like, this week it's the size of, like, a banana, and she's, like, flicking around, and she might be sucking her thumb or whatever, and... It's madness. I think that's an oh fuck moment. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, oh fuck, I'm actually pregnant. And yeah. then I think I had one the other day, which was, I was thinking about my maternity leave and when I'd go back to work and how I'd do that with the baby. And lots of my jobs have been very supportive about that and whatever. And, uh, and then I was like, oh fuck, there might not be jobs to go back to because I just sort of assumed COVID would be over at the end of the year or like you know six weeks it'd be over mm -hmm. and that was a bit of an oh fuck moment of like oh fuck like what actually does the future look like yeah yeah well I think this year has just been oh fuck <laughs> all the yeah. time oh fuck moment 2020 yeah yeah um yeah god it's so fucking scary the work stuff because just know it's that uncertainty when you could really do with some things to be a little bit set in stone yeah is 
it's terrifying. People are like, when do you want to stop working and can you do any face-to-face? And I'm like, I don't think I can. And then they're like, mm. when do you want to come back? And it's just like, well, I don't know. And I don't, I don't know what's going to be happening. Mm. And I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm a bit of a... Uh, overachiever I think a little bit I'm a bit like I love working I love my job um I really yeah I I really miss it and then I I start thinking well if I don't go back to work quickly does that make it look like I can't be asked is it going to be you know is it going to be a little black mark next to my name that's always oh do you remember when we all rolled our sleeves up and sleeves up and got involved and and you you couldn't be bothered you know, so I'm anxious then, you know, how does it look if I don't go back to work? But I don't feel safe going back and I would be freaking out. I'd probably have to get public transport a little bit because I haven't got a car yet. That's when I'd be really freaking out. So I'm like, you know, the, the risk to, like, benefit of me going back, it's not, it's not worth it. But then I've got to sit and think, well, am I going to be forgotten about? You know, when I do go back to work, are people going to be like, you know, who's this who's this person it's it's quite a lot to think about I think I was always going to struggle with the maternity leave bit I don't want to be forgotten or then to get someone in to replace me and then they're fine so they'll just keep ticking along with them or something but Mm. I also I don't want to rush the early months with her you know I want to I mean, for me, going back to work doesn't mean full time because I'm freelance. It could be like a day a week or whatever. Yeah. um, Yeah, I think it's really precious. And I think you're going to want to just be so snuggly with her. And yeah, you know, you think like you've had a human in there, that human comes out. You've also had like a big lump of placenta. And then all of your like your your uterus is shrinking back to size, which can be quite uncomfortable. your intestines are refiguring themselves out like your your hormone levels are changing really dramatically Mm. I think women need time just to like have a fucking minute yeah 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 it's just difficult as well though because obviously there's the financial thing and it's like and I've always been um you know I've never been like minted but I've always kind of earned my own money and the thought of relying on someone else to support me is like terrifying me and I don't know where that's come from I thought I'd be like quite easy about it but it's a real like source of anxiety for me is relying on someone else to make money for me I'm like what if I want to buy a new top <laughs> like you know yeah. I, I want my own products yeah exactly it's like it's a whole change to your whole self like you your work and my work are our big identities. Like, it's not like I go to a shit office and I don't really care and work work could blend mm. into anything. Like, I am my work. Mm. And my, my work is so important to me and that it, you can't differentiate. And so I think our us losing work whilst pregnant in an apocalypse is, it's huge it's not Mm. to be underestimated so like your whole thing about earning your own money I think that makes total sense yeah yeah and it just comes back to that like loss of like my sense of self has just been like really confused um and that's kind of why I wanted to make a podcast and just be like making things and just doing something that you know I want to do and and can do because I just kind of Otherwise, I'm just get so in my head about, I just don't know who, I literally don't know who I am. And it's quite, yeah, it's scary. 
Yeah, it's mad right. actually. Now, now that I've actually sat down and said it all out loud, I'm like, oh my God, like this has been the biggest year. I mean, in so many people it has, but yeah, it's just, it's a lot. It's a hell of a lot. <laughs> oh babe, okay. it is. I want to give you like a hug. It's no, huge. <laughs> it's huge. It's huge. And I think it's really good to reflect on that and remember it. Like when you were like, you know, my mental health wasn't good. Are you fucking surprised? Like mm. getting resilience around literally the world shifting under your feet and everything changing. That's hard. Really yeah. hard. I mean, mm -hmm. I had a total wobble at the beginning when lots of my friends were like, we're fine, we're just going to work and do seven hours on Zoom a day and like everything's going to be mm. great. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I just want to lie on the sofa and cry. Yeah. And then I came out of that because I'd like processed it a bit and re reflected on it. And then they all crashed. Like people were crashing around me, you know, yeah. like my brain is going, what the fuck is this? Because they tried to carry on like, the world was the same, but on Zoom. And the world mm. is not the same. The world has shifted big time. And we know that because we're pregnant. But I think if you're not, it must be, ugh, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, you're so right. Oh my God, we've talked for like two and, uh, hours. Thank you so much, though, because it's been so nice just to yeah, talk about all this. Oh my God, it's been great. great. I mean, this is one of the things I really, I thought I'd, like meet other mums who were pregnant and I just I, I haven't and I can't and it's so nice to talk to you yeah you too thank you so much Okay, thanks so much for listening to Oh Fuck The Podcast and thanks to Yana Kennedy for talking to me. She was such a breath of fresh air to speak to. It was just lovely. I couldn't have come at a better time. I think we were both like, oh my God, I need to talk to someone about this. So thank you so much. I will post Yana's website in the episode description. So if you want to check out more about what she does, then you can do there. And any books or courses or recommendations um, that we discussed in the podcast in any episode, I'll also post in the episode description so you can check them out. And next time, we're going to be talking to Polly Clark about Bertie's bubble and what it was like getting an autism diagnosis in lockdown while pregnant. And if you'd like to get in touch, especially with any oh fuck moments that you've had yourself, uh, then email us at ohfuckpodcast, that's fuck without the U, at gmail.com or contact me on Instagram. Thank you so much.